It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What is going on, Utes Nation? Welcome into another Swoop Saturday podcast presented by the Hive Sports. It's it's a big day. It's a big Swoop Saturday. We are just that much closer until football, until Utes football. There's NCAA college football, D1, FBS football going on right now as you're listening to this. The Utes are not playing, but just as a football fan, just as a college football fan, just as a sports fan, it is a huge day. Welcome to week zero. We are under a week until Utah hosts Weber State on Thursday, September 2nd. Oh, it's going to be great. Lot to cover. Probably another kind of quick hitter episode, but lot to cover. We're going to kind of finish up that preview a little bit of the season Maybe mention Weber State a little bit. Uh, if not, go back and listen to that preview uh, that I did. That was the very first preview. Um, great episode. Kind of goes a little bit more in depth on Weber State and what they all bring to the table. Um, huge news. We have a starting quarterback. Always fun. Always great to know. Uh, discuss the depth chart. It was released uh, for Weber State. And that there's just a lot going on with the Pac-12 and with college football. So, Let's just hop right into it after, of course, you follow us all on social media. Uh, be sure Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Hive Sports. Um, you can give me a follow as well. Uh, on, I guess I, I wasn't quite sure when I wanted to throw this in, um, but I, I have to. You know, it, it's sad. Uh, my days. As your podcast hosts for Soup Saturday are are kind of winding down, um, I I just want to thank the Hive Sports for uh, you know just giving me a shot. This is my first gig in the sports world, but a uh, lot, lot of moving parts going on. So I I am you know thank you so much to Dan, uh, but we're going to be moving forward. So if you are interested, if you love the Utes, if you you know, want to work at an awesome, you know, small company that is just going to rise and be awesome in the future. Uh, you know, reach out, reach out to Dan, reach out to myself, um, ask about, you know, becoming a writer, blogger, podcaster, you know, this, you can really take this position and do what you want with it. Um, I'm super excited about, you know, about where the hive's going, about where I'm heading. Um, you know, just, yeah, uh, it's, it's been awesome, you know, working here, doing this podcast, bringing you all the youth stuff week in, week out. Um, so yeah, once again, if you're interested, uh, let, let me know, let Dan know, let the hive know, uh, cause follow us on social media and you can reach out to us at literally any time. We'd love fan interaction. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll wrap that up. Cause like I would say, soup Saturday, it's a happy day. So we're going to focus on the happy, days ahead but obviously until then I'm going to keep doing this this will not be my last episode 
Um, but just it, it's kind of it's it's in the works now. <laughs> so let's get into the episode. And as you know, the Utah Utes are ten and zero. Obviously, obviously. And now they just have Oregon and Colorado left. Oregon on November twentieth, we are hosting and Oregon. At this point, obviously, I said it against USC, biggest opponent of the season. And now with Utah being undefeated, hosting Oregon. They're not going on the road to Eugene. They are hosting in rice Echo Stadium. Going to be a huge, huge game. Potentially two top 10, 100% two top 15 teams right now going at it. And... Just to kind of preface it, I do think this is the game that Utah loses in my predictions. They're not going to go 12-0. and I know I just said I want to make this a happy episode because Super Saturday is a happy day. But luckily, we're not going to focus on this too long, and you always got to flip it. Do you know how much pressure there is on a 12-0 and team heading into a Pac-12 championship versus an 11-1 and team? They've got that one loss, got that one blemish out of the way, so no worries there. Um, I think Oregon just has our number. It, it's going to be a very hard-fought game. Very, very hard-fought game comes down to the end. I think it's a 38-35 loss. Very close. Uh, so Utah goes to 10-1 and on the year. Um, but then head to Colorado, kind of new rivalry. And that we are going to destroy Colorado. It is going to be awesome. I just... Colorado, we... Beat them up pretty handily last year in the snow. That was a fun game. And they just keep losing people. And I, this is not Colorado's thing. (laughs) Uh, Tall will win this one by the whopping score of Utah 45, Colorado 28. Another good game. Utah wins. Utah goes 11 and 1, an awesome record you know, gets to the Pac-12 championship and is going to win. I are going to get the revenge on Oregon round two. Tough to beat a good team twice. Yeah, I know the things three times, but it's also hard to hit up, to beat them twice. Um, I'll, I'll just throw a score out there with that one. And that will be about 27, Oregon 21. Much more lower scoring game. It is the championship game that normally, you know, low lower scoring, both teams have seen each other a little bit, you know, that's, that's kind of what it is there, so Utah, unbelievable year, 11-1, and one, makes the playoff, um, I think then that's when, when they'll get uh, stopped, so all in all, amazing season, best season uh, for Utah, they're going, I, I truly believe it, this isn't just, oh, you're a Utes fan, you're rooting for them to win this, I really think they can win the Pac-12 this year, I really do. They have, they're in the tougher division, I think, with USC, UCLA, Arizona State. But I think they're going to get there with only, you know, only losing that one game to Oregon. I think they can beat USC. And also, if say if they lose to USC, I think they can still get to the Pac-12 championship. I, I really do. Because then, say they play Oregon the first game, like that's early a win or go home, like, they're going to be so hungry to win that game uh, because if they get that second loss, it's going to be tough this year. 
um, with being in the stack division. But, and yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to walk away with the Pac-12 North title. So, uh, awesome season there. I didn't get into as many players or stats and all that. Um, but I, I had to, you know, finish up the recap so we can get, or not recap, finish up the preview so we can kind of get into the depth chart a little bit. Because like I said, we have a quarterback, Charlie Brewer, one the job he beat uh he beat cam rising uh rising <laughs> is now one and one and can be battles in back-to-back years but coach Whittingham, even despite all these uh you know the media kind of surfaced this he didn't really want it out he didn't want to say it he just was waiting for his uh waiting for the depth chart to be released which it now has been and he is above cam rising uh, he still said it was a super close battle. Uh, I would not be surprised at all. In fact, I think it will happen. I think Rising will see uh, a good amount of action this uh, this season, and not just uh, you know when Utah's blowing out a team, which obviously is going to happen all the time, uh, being eleven and one. So that's awesome. Uh, I I was I told you I was back and forth this year because I like Charlie Brewer a lot more. Uh, I like. Jake Bentley last season. Uh, so I was so much higher on Cam Rising. This, I really like Charlie Brewer. I like his style. I like uh, how he can move the ball. He, he can't. He can throw it deep. He can sneakily run. No one talks about his running ability. And he's, I think, it, this is definitely a much different offense than he ran at Baylor. But I think uh, he's going to adjust much better than Jake Bentley did. Um, so Cam Rising uh, should be the starter next year. There could be another uh, QB battle with Costello, but <laughs> we will see. The o- the other thing while I'm looking at this that really stuck out to me was at the running back position, Micah Bernard. We had TJ Pledger and Chris Curry come uh, and, uh, you know, transfer. So I kind of assumed one of them might be there. This is only a week one depth chart, and I'm normally not the guy to go, like, diving into the depth chart, like, oh, what does this mean? Because a lot of teams especially in the NFL college might be a little different but they just kind of you know put together some stuff so it's huge for you know QB battles Charlie Brewer versus Cam Rising um but all these running backs will get work um but Michael Bernard I mean he looked great last year so not super surprised but I thought Pledger and Curry would be up there not uh not number three and four on the running back depth chart um so that that's kind of the highlight there it's looking looking great uh, super excited for the season to start. Uh, just some other notes. Theo Howard is a starting X receiver. Uh, him, Salman Enos, and uh, Britton Covey are the three receivers there. They got Keithy and Fotheringham as the tight ends. Now, defense, uh, pretty standard, kind of what you would think. Um, just, yeah, no, nothing too surprising there for me, at least. Um, so that's that. And then just to kind of talk briefly about this alliance, <laughs> I guess, that's going on. A uh, lot to discuss. The future, like, college football has made so many changes this offseason. Like, I I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is, it, it's, it's kind of exciting. It's fun to talk about. Um, the Pac-12 apparently is not pursuing, um, you know, they made that alliance, but they're not. Folks on expanding, which I find very interesting. I think 
Uh, I personally think they should look to expand. You know, you could get, I mean, like, I I doubt Kansas will come to the Pac-12, but I would love if we could get a Kansas, a Texas Tech. Kansas football is, you know, whatever, but to get that basketball program, we saw what Pac-12 <laughs> did last year in basketball. Uh, adding Kansas would be insane. Seeing Kansas, uh, USC, where USC destroyed them in the uh, March Madness tournament last year. I think that was the Sweet 16. I'd uh, have to double check that. Sweet 16 or Elite 8. Um, I think it was it was a Sweet 16. Yeah, it was Sweet 16. That was a great game. USC just dominated them. We could see that. We could see Kansas, UCLA, two blue bloods going back and forth constantly. That would be a lot of fun in basketball. Uh, and then football, you know, there's – you could try to get like a Texas Tech because uh, the Big 12 is kind of doing its own thing. But like even th- – those are kind of – that's like the top tier teams that like – would be awesome to get, but at the same time, uh, like being realistic, maybe we can only get one of those teams, you know, a Kansas, a Texas Tech, pop, maybe a TCU. I don't know. Um, smaller scale. I mean, like there's BYU. I don't, I don't think we will get BYU, you know, off the independence. I don't think the Pac-12 uh, will be able to do that, but even like a Boise state, you know, we see a bunch of Mountain West teams, dare I say Utah state, Dare I say it, Dan? <laughs> but there are a bunch of Mountain West teams, that San Jose State, San Diego State, who Utah's playing this year. You know, some pretty good programs that, you know, could maybe get the bump up and they might not bring in as much revenue, but they'd really solidify the western part of the United States and really kind of knock that down and provide some good games. You know, it'd, it'd be good for the sport, uh, good for those smaller programs, and I think good for the Pac-12. So, I do see it's kind of at this time an opportunity expansion, so maybe uh, that's something kind of in a year or two. But either way, always fun to talk about. I think the Pac-12 does need uh, does need to uh, grow because if they're not, they already don't get enough respect. I know the new commissioner is going to do so much better than Larry Scott did, so I'm not worried about TV deals and all that stuff. Uh, not picking seafood over a TV deal like that—that that was laughable. <laughs> um, I was saying the Pac-12's already got not an already does not get enough attention. So I think they really don't want to lose out on getting some of these teams that are switching conferences. I think they really need to, you know, kind of grow in their own right. So there's my thoughts on that. There is your Soup Saturday podcast. Happy week zero. Happy college football day. Uh, really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, be sure to follow us all on social media. Like, subscribe, review, five stars. If you enjoyed the episode, of course, which I hope you did. Uh, I really appreciate you guys all listening. Um, once again, if you are interested or, uh, you know, interested in writing for the high sports, covering Utah for a up and coming and insanely growing uh, website and sports network, reach out to the high sports, reach out to me. Uh, it, it's an awesome place. Awesome place to work. Dan is a great guy, even though, you know, he's always fun to uh, chat with <laughs> and uh, give, give a little crap here and there. But uh, <laughs> really, really have enjoyed my time here. Not Like I said, this is not my last episode, but, you know, the transition is kind of starting. So uh, once again, enjoy the rest. It is the best day of the week. Enjoy the rest of your soup Saturday.
and go Utes. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.